0: Voices. We hear them every day. Some voices, like mine, are smooth and comforting. While, on the other hand, the Chad and Cheese podcast is like listening to a Nickelback album. You'd rather stab yourself in the ears with an ice pick. Anyway, you're now listening to Voices, a podcast series from Chad and Cheese that features the most important and influential voices within the recruitment industry. Try not to fuck it up, boys.
1: Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous, dangerous podcast. podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right, right where it, where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and
0: girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Rolling. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. And Chad Sowash. Very special guest, uh, Robert Ruff of Sovereign, Uh, I guess CEO and founder. Is that right, Robert? Yeah, I actually go by President. El El Presidente. Yeah,
2: El Presidente. And one of the (laughs) co-founders. I actually started the company with a friend of mine 23 years
0: ago. Wow. Todd. A legend, uh, how, uh, a legend. So, twenty-three in the years ago,
1: how did what what did you actually start out doing? Did you start out with parsing? And I mean, how did this? How, it, you couldn't have started there. Where did you start? They were parsing
0: newspaper ads. Yes, exactly.
2: So, uh, like most good people in IT, I went to a school and studied finance, <laughs> and was a commercial <laughs> banker for ten oh, years, That's and then. A loser. I got out of banking and did a leverage buyout of the family business so my parents could retire and my sisters could work less hard and sold that business off after a few years to a much bigger company and was basically... Um, on a partial retirement, which the best advice I ever got, I think, in life was a guy that came to me and he said, hey, I heard you just, uh, you know, did really well on the sale and you're thinking about retiring. And I'm like, yeah, it seems a little odd though at age 33. he's (laughs) like, yeah, so you're really lucky. This is how that works. Retire right now for a year or two. And then in another 10 years, do that again. He goes, you should retire multiple times in your life So you don't put all your eggs in the end-of-life basket and maybe you don't make it there or you don't make it in good health. I like like it. Wow. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: I like it. Words of wisdom for the kids out there. hope everyone's paying attention.
2: Yeah, so go in and tell your boss that next year you'll be taking off.
0: <laughs> <It's> sabbaticals <laughs> are what those are called, I think.
2: <laughs> They're called searching for a new job a year from now, plus one day. So
0: The, the thing is, my boss is my wife. I'm not sure how she'd take to uh, retiring multiple times. <laughs> your job currently is retirement, whatever.
2: Yeah, when you when you tell your wife at 33 that you're retired, she's like, no, no, you're not. You're, uh, you have one year to live or get a job.
0: <laughs> that is one big pile of shit. (laughs) Uh, by the way robert and sovereign uh incredible supporters of the podcast we couldn't do it without you i got to get that in there thank you so much for your support before we get into the the mean potatoes so the check did clear it did clear, yeah, yeah. PayPal's cool like that. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> well, we 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 wanted to we wanted to be able to start kind of like an ask the expert type of podcast where we could get uh, some some people in the industry who've obviously been in the industry for a while uh, to have conversations around uh, subjects like. AI in recruiting, the big data, the high Q verdicts. Um, I mean, th- there's so many things that chat, we, bots. chat bots. Yeah. We love that. We love to talk about all this stuff, but we want to be able to get more angles. So as we start this one out, I want to start this with a red hot one because I know that you have some interesting angles or thought around the high Q LinkedIn ruling. Some
0: contrasting opinions. Yeah.
1: And for the kids out there, LinkedIn uh, was actually telling this small company called HiQ Labs that they couldn't come in and scrape their data. Uh, Then a federal court said, uh, no, that's not your data. That is public data. So therefore, HiQ now has the opportunity as uh, this is really setting a precedent for all those other organizations who want to get to that data. Now they can get to the data. So what do you think? Is this a bad thing for LinkedIn moving forward down the road and all those smaller organizations will be able to thrive off LinkedIn data?
2: Uh, I think it's actually the opposite. This is probably the salvation of uh, Microsoft's investment in LinkedIn. So no one's ever really criticized the purchase or said this is going to be a fiasco. But recall that LinkedIn basically laid low for forever and pretended to be a professional network when, in fact, <laughs> they were the world's largest job board, professional, yes. and a job board for the most valuable uh, candidates, which are the ones who weren't actively job seeking. So right. whether right. it's right or wrong, the reality is most people want to hire people that aren't looking for a job, not the people that are. And that's what LinkedIn was. But it couldn't monetize it on its own without... Uh, it exposing the wizard behind the curtain too much. So in selling it Mm -hmm. to Microsoft, Microsoft clearly had to find a way to monetize it. Uh, I personally made a prediction that has not come to pass. In the initial days, I said, well, they will turn it into the next uh, edition of Clippy. I don't know if you can remember way back to that. So that as you're typing your email and as you're typing your Word document, the little Clippy yes. thing will pop up and go, oh, I see you typed the word engineer. Did you know that we have 17 engineers in your area? Click here to see the engineers.
1: Yeah, the little assistant. For all those kids out there, there used to be this thing in Microsoft, and Microsoft Word called Clippy, and you would start typing things. And this little paper clip would talk or pop up and it would start uh not talking just kind of like chatting with you its name was clippy yeah. uh and it died a nasty death a memo. Oh,
0: would you like some help with that <laughs> fuck off clippy people hate it clippy yeah So, are you still holding to that prediction or have you buried that and and like said goodbye
2: Uh, I think some version of that is coming. So my prediction is is that it's going to be part of Office 365 eventually. So in order to get to LinkedIn, you'll have to have an Office 365 subscription and it will be part of that and it'll be integrated into more parts of that. So that's still like prediction. think the clippy part itself, unfortunately, did not come to pass and won't. But here, here's what I think is going on on this. Uh, uh-huh. Microsoft needed an excuse for really cutting people off from this data if they are going to truly be that repository that you have to come to and play by their rules. Yeah. And LinkedIn, uh, before they sold, had tried to keep people off the site from doing some kinds of things like what Haikyuu had done. Now, the courts have basically said, no, no, it's not your data. It's supposed to be public. People can come in and get that data. So here's what's gonna happen. It's already happening. LinkedIn is gonna be legally required to let people try to get that data, but they are also, remember, part of Microsoft now, who is helping them make it so that even though you can see the data as a human being, when you try to scrape that data or you try to get a PDF profile off and use that data from that profile uh, in an automated fashion, It is a mixed up, jumbled night. So what a human sees is not what a machine sees. And what they've done behind the scenes is to make it as unparsable, un-extractable by machines as possible. And they are doing it in the smartest way, which is 1% every few days. So if they they did what they had done uh, in Europe about six years ago, which is to suddenly make the PDF profile unusable, because you couldn't even extract any text out of it. So it looked fine to a human, but as soon as the machine tried to get the text out, it was like, there's no texture it caused riots because it was just a, a sudden, Right, I right. uh, used to get this data off LinkedIn and now it's not usable. So everybody got mad at LinkedIn and LinkedIn quickly undid that. Nobody's getting mad at LinkedIn right now because they don't think LinkedIn's doing this. So, you know, it's making companies like Sovereign's life very difficult right now because we're trying to figure uh-huh. out a dynamically changing landscape of take a good resume and scramble it up as much right. as you can and give it to us and uh-huh. see how good we can do with it. Well, it's it's very difficult. And yeah. those those formats and the way that they're putting that out is changing, in some cases, daily. And there's some randomness to it, too. So it's making it very difficult to get data out, and it's getting worse by the week.
1: But here's the question, Robert. Can you prove that they're actually doing that? Because if you can, wouldn't that be going against the ruling? Because you are literally not making that in, that information accessible to the public.
2: Well, I think it is accessible. I, I So I don't want to imply that I think LinkedIn is doing something that's either illegal or unethical. I think that they have built their business on this data. And to the extent that they can protect it legally, they have a right to. So you can still get the data. You have to look at it with human eyes to do much with it. Okay. I'm not sure that's discriminatory in, in any sense.
1: But that's against the actual Q model though. Haikyuu wasn't, I mean, it's not predicated on Q's ability to go in manually with human eyes. It was their ability to actually go in with technology to be able to utilize their platform. So, I mean, it sounds like there are going to be different iterations of this argument around really just impeding what yeah, the courts
0: bots first humans
1: what that what the courts have actually ruled on already
0: you know
2: it remains to be seen because the ruling's not final it was just a preliminary yeah. in, was it preliminary injunction is that
1: correct i, I believe so uh, there's yeah. been a yeah, few but,
2: yeah So we'll see how it comes out in the end and what what rules there are around that. But I doubt the court is truly going to say, not only can you not protect this data if people want to scrape it, but you have to make it easily scrapable. And in fact, if people want it in a certain format, you have to give it to them in that. I don't think that's going to happen. I hope it happens, but I doubt it. And if it doesn't happen, I think Microsoft ends up winning. Because what's going to happen is the recruiters who have built their business around LinkedIn and 90% of what they do Starts with LinkedIn, are going to end up mm-hmm. giving ninety percent of their profits to LinkedIn because so they're going to have to buy. Right. They're going to have to buy yeah. data in a useful way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think this turns out to be the way that Microsoft monetizes it, and the rest of us get shut off from
0: useful data. Ironically, this turns out to their benefit. I predict. So is the benefit the fact that the High uh, Q and the ruling basically forced LinkedIn to take a technological approach to building a walled garden as opposed to a legal walled garden? Is that sort of your consensus? That is 100% my point. Okay. And it's going to put what, 99% of the high Qs out of business, right? Uh,
2: I think that it will make the data unusable because you will find ways to get some of it, but in a huge Uh, data aggregation, it's impossible to vet the data as you get it. And so, you won't really know what you don't know, which is like some of your data is great and some of it's terrible.
0: Yeah. It's basically like SEO. Like SEO used to be sort of everyone knew the rules, everyone knew how it worked. And then Google said, you know what, we're going to change this up. We're going to turn the knobs every so often. So, ultimately, every SEO is going to get out of the business except maybe 5% or less. That's essentially what they're doing.
2: I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and again, I don't know the legality of it. I would suspect that what they're doing is fine. I don't think it's the right thing to do, but I don't, uh, at the same time, I don't think it's necessarily immoral. I mean, they did build a business on that data yeah. and it is still publicly available. If you go out there, I can go to see your LinkedIn right now and it's the data
1: that I want to see. Good luck using it. Again, I think it still goes against the actual Actual, The idea of the ruling in the first place of being, uh, being able to allow and empower these smaller organizations to, I mean, really create business models around that data, whether it's yeah. data that's compiled on one database or, or multiple databases, I, I think just from my standpoint, the spirit of the ruling at this point is definitely being fractured.
0: Uh, they also know that very few companies have the resources to take them on. I mean, the fact that q has been fighting this for so long um, is pretty amazing. Uh, I got to think most companies, even though they might agree with Chad and saying, hey, you know, we should be able to get this easily and we can't, are they going to want to take on that fight? And my guess is, again, 99% aren't going to want to climb that Mount Everest. Yeah,
1: this is where a consortium of the smaller Organizations actually come together uh, because that's the only way that they can get something like that done.
0: Class action.
1: Look for more episodes of Voices. This Chad and Cheese podcast series devoted to stories and opinions of industry leaders. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. For more, visit ChadCheese.com.